Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 325 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Well, it's not what's going on with me. It's what's going on with you. Welcome back from WrestleMania, brother. Thanks, dude. I'm completely exhausted. This is exactly why I always took two days after to recover. I did not do that this year. I guess I had forgotten about that. And yeah, I'm totally feeling it right now. Well, to be fair, it's been a few years since you've gone to WrestleMania and partaken in all of the activities. Now, are you feeling worse than you did when you came back from the Atlanta trip? Or is this you're feeling better than you did when you came back from that trip? Uh, No, Atlanta was the worst, man. It was hands down the worst trip I've ever taken. Well, sleep wise. Oh, Fun-wise, it was one of the most exciting, but sleep-wise, it was awful. Eh, most exciting, okay. Eh, New Orleans is always going to be the best. Well, I said one of the most exciting. Eh, that's true, that's true. Yeah, New Orleans is easily head and shoulders above Atlanta. No offense to people in Atlanta, but NOLA's way more fun. Oh, hands down, dude. Dallas was fun, dude. A lot of good times. Got to meet some people that listen to the show. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was cool. People came up to me and they're like, hey, you're Jeff, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it was cool meeting everybody. Got a ton of autographs, spent a lot of money. So I basically did what I thought I was going to do. Good. <laughs> you totally called your shot. You're the Babe Ruth of WrestleCon. Yeah, exactly. You called your shot. Got a bunch of card cases signed. Got some figures signed. Completed the two-pack with William Regal and Bobby Eaton. Oh, the OSFTM. Yep. Got that completed. So yeah, dude, good times. It was good times. Just exhausted right now. So I take it that you haven't had a chance yet to put the Hasbros in the card cases? No, they're all sitting in suitcases. Actually, they're right to my right. The NWA tag title is laying over one of the suitcases and both suitcases are still packed. And for the listener's sake, let's let them know who you got on that NWA tag team title. That would be Arn and Tolly. Nice. Previously, I got in the Rock and Roll Express on there. I have the Steiners on there now. And I have J.J. Dillon. That's awesome. Dude, if you ever have the chance, obviously Bobby Eaton, unfortunately, has passed away. But if you ever have the chance, you got to get Sweet Stan and Dennis Condry on there. And, of course, Jim Cornette. If you got J.J., you got to have Cornette on that belt, too. Well... Yes, I do have JJ on there. I won't go into that story, but yes, the JJ is on there. Uh, hey, Thief. hey, hey. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Don't call me out like that. They have video footage. They saw what you did. <laughs> Thank God there was no video footage. <laughs> I hope you're having trouble sleeping at night. <laughs> I do. I do. I feel horrible. <laughs> but it's funny, dude, because I've been so tired. I've been coming home and just cooking dinner and going straight to bed that I haven't even had time to unpack the suitcases because, like, Sunday I got home late because we had a emergency brake hydraulic system light come on our plane. 
and the pilot goes, yeah, he goes, this won't affect our flight, but we can't take off with this light on. So that grounded us for about two and a half hours. So I was late getting out of Dallas on Sunday, got home and basically had to shower up and get out to Tracy right away. Yeah, because you had a fantasy baseball draft that day. Again, it was good being around everybody again. You know, you don't realize how much you miss it until you go back and you start being around, I guess you could say, your people. Yeah. Uh, you start interacting with wrestlers. I think one of the highlights was I played rock, paper, scissors with Chris Hero. That was awesome. Nice. Was it for something? Did the winner get something? So I had Cassius Ono's elite, Chris Hero's elite. I had mentioned that last week. So I go up to his table. I set the figure down. He goes, it was very nice. He was like, hey, how you doing, man? And I was like, doing good. And he goes, what you got here? And I was like, I got the Cassius Ono elite. And I held up the blue paint pen because he's a Duke Blue Devils fan. Ah, okay, nice. Well done, dude. And he looked at me and he goes, hold on. Would it be better if I signed in this since I'm wearing black and yellow? And I said, no, the blue will pop. And he goes, okay, I've already signed one of these with the yellow. I think it's going to look good. I said, well, there's only one way we can settle this is rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) Now, hold on. Let's pause for a second. Sure. This goes back to the Kevin Nash story at Stockton Con when you had a specific paint in mind and he goes, well, let me suggest this because I've signed this one before in this. The wrestlers are starting to get hip to the paint pens and I love that. Right. They're the one making recommendations. Usually we're like in line on the card backs or whatever on the, the hard cases and we're writing down and we're seeing what color pops. And now they're the ones making recommendations. I absolutely love that. But continue, please. So... I said, the only way we have to solve this is by playing rock, paper, scissors. And he goes, okay, we can do that. And he goes, actually, you know what's funny? He goes, you know where I learned how to play rock, paper, scissors or where I knew where it came from? And I was all where? He goes, do you remember a Sony PlayStation game called Parappa the Rappa? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, I learned that rock, paper, scissors was from – he goes, it wasn't from that. But he goes, I kind of learned rock, paper, scissors from that game. I was like, that is the most random thing I have heard tonight. <laughs> no, you didn't wake up that morning thinking you were going to hear the name Parappa the Rappa. Nor did I think I was going to be playing rock, paper, scissors with Chris Hero. Hey, Dallas was full of surprises, apparently. He goes, okay, we've got it. And Rachel Ellering is sitting to his left. She's on my right because I'm facing Chris. And she's laughing because she thinks this is completely random, but it's hilarious. <laughs> and she was right. It was, dude. It was great. So he goes, okay, are we going to go rock, paper, and then show our our hand? Or are we going to go rock, paper, scissors, go, and then show our hand? I said, we got to go rock, paper, scissors, go, and show your hand. And he goes, okay. He throws paper down. I threw rock down. Paper covers rock. I lost, so he signed in yellow. And you know what? If I was standing next to you, it wouldn't have gotten as far as rock, paper, scissors, because I would have told you, no, dude, go with yellow. There's enough black on that figure that the yellow pops off the black. So let me ask, what's your opinion of the autograph? It looks good. Yep. See, I think a bright yellow would really pop off of that figure. Yep, exactly. So I thought that was the most random thing until I get to Adam Baum's table. Uh Uh-oh. So I get to Adam Baum's table. Now, mind you, I have a fully posable sweatshirt on, but I have my Buffalo Bills mask on and a Buffalo (laughs) Bills hat on. Okay. Adam Baum looks at me and he goes, are you really a Buffalo Bills fan? I said, wow. Okay, let's talk. What do you want to talk about? He goes, 
the four Super Bowls, do you remember a gentleman on the defensive line by the name of Jeff Wright? I said, yeah, of course I remember Jeff Wright. You know, he was part of those four Super Bowls. I remember most of that team. You know, I remember Lofton, Ken Hole, all those guys, Howard Ballard. So now you're name dropping. Yeah, exactly. And he goes, all right. He says, I have to show you a video. And I'm like, okay. You got the Pornhub drugs playing in your head. No, no. You're like, let's do this, Adam Bomb. I was afraid to look at the camera because you know how when people bring out their phone, you're like, okay, I don't want to look at any pictures. You know, anyways. (laughs) So he goes, uh, he signs the card case and he signs the Jack's Classic. He comes around the table and he starts showing me a video of him playing defensive line at the University of Missouri. Okay. Right next to him was Jeff Wright. Well, that makes sense because Baum came into the WWF in 93. Yes, but he was also, I think he was the stalker or something. Or no, the knight. Oh, the night stalker. Was he the night stalker in WCW? I think it was the night stalker. Yeah. So yeah, he was the night stalker in WCW. I think that was it. Okay. So he was in WCW for a cup of coffee before he went to WWE. Right, right, right. Okay. So he played college football. With, with this Je- dude from the Bills. Okay. So I asked him, I go, are you still friends with Jeff? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I live in Phoenix. Jeff lives in Tucson. So yeah, him and I still talk all the time and still meet up. So the <laughs> funny thing is, is I text Nathan that night and I go, dude, do you want to hear the most random conversation you're about to hear? <laughs> and he goes, okay. And I said, I was talking to Adam Baum about the Buffalo Bills, especially Jeff Wright. And Nathan goes, that is completely random. I'm in a shower and go to work. I can't handle any more of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. You didn't even get to the Chris Hero story with him. Well, Nathan doesn't know Chris Hero. So anyways. Oh, yeah, good point. That was Thursday night. Thursday night was a lot of fun because we just went to town on getting all the autographs because people were there that weren't even supposed to be there Thursday night. For example, Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh. Jushin Thunder Liger wasn't even supposed to be there. And then we walk into one of the rooms and there's Liger just sitting there. Full, wow. full get up, full costume. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to get my Storm collectible signed. So I nice. got my, yeah, I got my Storm signed that night. What color paint did you use on that one? I went blue. Good the choice. Po- the Posca blue. And that was the original one, right? The, the original Storm? Yes, 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 yeah. But I will tell you this. There were a lot of people upcharging for autos. Upcharging, you mean, okay, my autograph is this much, but that's only on an 8x10. If you want a figure or whatever else, it's going to be this much more. Okay. Correct. So there were only a couple of people that actually had on WrestleCon's website that if you wanted something signed that was something out of the ordinary, for example, let's say Ric Flair, you can get anything signed by Flair, but if you wanted a belt signed, it was going to be more. Brett had the same thing. Brett had, if you have a flat, basically a magazine or a card or an 8x10, that's 60 bucks. But if you have a championship belt or anything else, that's 80 bucks. So, okay, that's fair. I now know the, the game going to WrestleCon. The crap is going up to people's table, remembering what their prices are supposed to be on WrestleCon's website, and then you get up to the table... And then next thing you know, you're dropping an extra $30 on somebody's autograph that you weren't expecting to drop because it was a title belt or it was a figure. What kind of shit is that? Okay, so did you hear people complaining about that? Yes, a lot of people were not too happy about that. And that shit's got to stop right now. I was pissed, dude. Okay, I get that. I would be upset too. So those complaints I'm sure were heard. 
And I would guess that next year's WrestleCon in LA, that's going to be addressed and all pricing is going to be upfront on the website. So there won't be any surprises when you walk up to somebody's table and suddenly you're paying more money only because you have a figure in hand. And you actually experienced something like that, Jeff, at StocktonCon with Rikishi. Exactly, exactly. And it wasn't on the site. Correct. There's nothing stating, hey, our autograph is 40 for an 8x10. And, oh, by the way, 60 and 80 for a figure or a title belt. There's nothing stating that. There was right. nothing on WrestleCon's website. Brutus Beefcake did that. Brutus Beefcake didn't have anybody around him all weekend. And they tried to get 60 bucks out of Steve from PPW because Steve was basic. him and I basically hung out all weekend. Steve went up there and he had his elite legends and he goes up to Brutus, or I should say his handler, because I don't want to call out the wrestlers because the promoters have something to do with this. Sure. So I don't want to call out the wrestlers and be like, that's on you. The promoters have something to do with this. So Steve goes up to Brutus's handler and he goes, I want to get this elite legend sign. Now, mind you, Brutus on the website was 25 bucks, right? Yep. The guy goes, oh, you're getting a figure signed? Uh, that's 60. Wow. Over twice as much. And Steve even laughed at him. He goes, wait, what? He goes, yeah, it's 60 for the figure. He goes on the website, it says 25. And the handler goes, oh, well, because he wasn't expecting someone to call him out, right? Sure. So the handler goes, oh, well, we can do 50. And he goes, no, I'm not paying Ugh, 50. Well, dude. here's the bad part. I had two prepaid tickets for Brutus. So now I'm kind of caught in the middle because I'm watching this. And now I'm like, oh, crap. I have his Elite Legends and a card case to get signed. Now neither are going to get signed. Yeah. So, so Steve made a comment. He goes, well, just go up there and see what you can get. So I go up there and I said, look, I prepaid and I saw what happened with my buddy over there. I said, what can I get? I said, I got to get these two things signed. He goes, oh, I can only sign one. So you had to turn in two tickets for one signature. Exactly. Ugh, gross. I don't know, dude. It's just frustrating. It really is, man. The upcharges just got to stop because even baseball players or football players, hey, you want a football sign? That's seventy nine ninety nine by this guy. Oh, you want a helmet sign? That's 99 At least we know the game going into it. Yeah, sports athlete pricing has been like that pretty much for as long as I can remember. It's different pricing per item. This is all brand new to the wrestling world. All right. brand new. And like you said, the issue is not the price so much as we need to know that up front. Because like you, for example, have pre-purchased autographs at X amount of dollars per autograph. And then now you're being told when you get there that that's different. That's the same exact thing that happened with Rikishi and the guy that runs Stockton Con and Rikishi made it right. right. That was cool. There was nobody to make it right in this case. I really think for next year's WrestleCon, that is going to be addressed and everything will be upfront pricing. It sucks you had to go through it this year, but it's a learning experience, really. I guess yeah. you can kind of chalk it up to that. So what did you end up doing with Brutus? You just got one thing signed? I only got the card case signed. God, that sucks. Oh, dude, tell me about it. I would have had more space in my suitcase if I didn't take that Brutus figure. You know, I would have had more space in my suitcase if I would have known half these guys were going to do that. Okay, so who else did you run into like that? You had Brutus. And again, you're not pointing the finger at the wrestler so much as the promoter as well. Well, for example, let's say Arn Anderson. I went up to Arn. Now, on his price, I think it was 40 40 60 if I'm not mistaken, on WrestleCon's website. Okay. I had the NWA tag title. I had to pay 80 to get his autograph. 
So there's nothing on there. That's what drives me nuts. Yeah. And it, and now granted it says you can purchase tickets on, at the table or something or but the, it's there's nothing about prices of oh a title belt's 80 bucks. Yes. So anyways, hands down that's got to stop right now. Yeah, if anything it's going to be promoted like when they do for example, San Francisco always has this huge sports card show and they always have big name football and basketball and baseball players there. Every single player has under his name, his or her name, the amount for a photo, the amount for a flat to get signed, i.e. an 8 by 10 the amount for a football or a baseball or a hockey puck, whatever, to get signed. It's all broken out per item, right? And I would guess next year's WrestleCon guest list is going to have the same thing where underneath each name, if it's not flat rate is this, it's going to be a photo is this, a figure is this, a belt is this. It's all going to be broken out. Because look, if I'm <laughs> if I'm the guy running WrestleCon, I don't want people running up to me complaining about that. I'd be like, enough of that crap. I'm nipping this in the bud right now. Next year is going to be way different on the price listings. So I will say this. After all that, it makes me appreciate the guys that were flat fees. Hacksaw yes. Jim Duggan. William Regal. William Regal should be charging... 80 bucks for an autograph. He was 30 for an auto, 30 for a picture, and 50 for a combo. Wow, that's old school. <laughs> I know, right? I loved it, dude. But, I mean, those are the guys that I appreciate. Tatanka, same thing. Hey, Tatanka, how much is your auto? 30. And everything. 30 bucks. It makes me appreciate that. Oh, it's, it wasn't one of those, oh, it's, uh, and I, I don't mean to complain because I really had a good time, but this is one of those things that really stuck in my craw, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, we're not used to it. We're used to, because we've been getting autographs for years. You show up with your prepaid ticket, you know exactly how much it is. Doesn't matter what you're getting signed. It's all the same price. It's been that way for years. Now they're starting to see the resellers that have jumped into the game. And they want a piece of that. I get it. That's fine. But we need to know the price up front. Well, that's the thing that he, the promoter for Brutus told Steve from PPW. He told Steve, well, I don't know if you're going to resell this. And he, Steve looks at him. He goes, I'm not going to resell that. He's holding one figure. Come on. <laughs> I know. Exactly, dude. <laughs> it's the guys that are holding like 10. That's the reseller, not the guy holding one. I know, dude. So anyways, um, I didn't want to bring down the show right off the bat, but it was frustrating, dude. It really was. It was a good time. I had a great time at WrestleCon. It was fun meeting everybody, seeing everybody. But this is the one thing, man. You guys are trying to dip into our pocketbooks. It's like, hold on. We're you know, we're coming up. We're still going to give you money. We still want our items signed. But don't upcharge the marks and stuff like that. That's crap. And if you are, just put it on your website. That's all I ask. Yeah, and really, I would write this off to the game is changing in terms of the signatures because it's a big market. The game is changing. There's going to be a learning curve. So this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. I think it's going to be addressed, I would say within a year, like I said, next year's WrestleCon in LA, I would imagine is going to be way different with that pricing in advance, especially for prepaid autograph tickets. Because you know you're not the only person that paid for an autograph that showed up to a table only to be shocked by the sticker price of your item is now this. That sucks. It's got to be fixed. But again, the game is changing. It, there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be aches and pains. And the, we, as, as you said, the wrestling marks, just kind of have to deal with it, roll with the punches, and know that it'll be fixed later. But there were people 
that had figures there. For example, when you walked in and you went to the right, there was a couple of figure booths and the prices were very fair, I guess you could say. And this is where I got caught on purchasing a figure and immediately running over and getting it signed. Oh, so you did that. I did, dude. So let me rewind a little bit. So I went up to Jungle Boy. I was talking to Jungle Boy about him traveling up and down the West Coast. We saw him numerous times out here at All Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Revolution. And I'm talking to Jungle Boy. Well, I happen to look to my right and Britt Baker is right there. Somebody was getting the Blood and Guts figure signed. Mm-hmm. It's a badass figure, dude. She has beautiful autograph. She was signing in white on that one. It looked so good, dude. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to. Well, Steve and I ran back up to the hotel room to drop everything off and then go back downstairs because we were just going autograph to autograph that night on Thursday because nobody was there yet. Knocking them out. Absolutely. I'm up in the hotel room and Steve goes, are you going to get the Britt Baker figure? And I was like, man, I don't know. He goes, you should. I was like, damn it. You sound like Scott. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He's being a horrible influence and I love him for it. (laughs) And so we go back down. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I picked up the figure at the high spots table, ran over and got her autograph on it. And it was funny. She goes, do you want me to personalize it? And I was like, no, it's okay. I promise I'm not selling it. And she goes, well, you just paid your money. You can do whatever you want with it. Okay. She was really nice, you know, to everybody. Same with Adam Cole. Adam Cole was great with everybody. You got Adam Cole as well? I didn't get Adam Cole. Red Dragon wasn't there, so. Oh, so no Undisputed Era set. I got you. Yeah, exactly. If I would have known what happened with Brutus Beefcake, I could have just taken an Adam Cole elite. Yeah, exactly. Not to keep harping back on that. Um, Friday, Saturday was cool. Got a bunch of card cases signed. I can't wait to dive in and finally get the Hasbros put in there. WrestleMania was a lot of fun. Had fun hanging out with Ray, hanging out with Steve. I popped huge like a mark for Cody's return. and Oh, dude, I think pretty much every mark in the United States popped for that one. Eh... Well, there are some people that don't like Cody, so. Well, okay, so I guess we're going to just go right into WrestleMania now. Uh, a self-admittedly not a big Cody Rhodes fan, but I popped when he came out. I was like, okay, cool. He's back in the WWE. We've talked about that, that it was a possibility. He could be the surprise mystery opponent for Seth Rollins. It could happen. When it happened, I was like, okay, this is awesome. But his promo on Monday night, oh my goodness, dude. I am fully Team Cody, all aboard the American Nightmare train. Like, I am in that dude's corner. Like, what a promo that he cut on Monday Night Raw. It was incredible. Well, you haven't been watching AEW. I have not. And you haven't seen him out on the independents. But honestly, dude, he's reinvented himself. And his promos are so good. Well, he got me with the with the Dustin Rhodes one, right? When they were, yeah, I need my brother. And I was like, God damn it, Cody. <laughs> you got me, dude. And then the same thing happened on Monday night with this promo and he's talking about his dad and wanting his dad to hold the title. And I'm like, same thing. Like, all right, Cody, I'm in your corner, dude. Yeah, I was ready to go for his return when his music hit. We were kind of up in the third level behind the stage a little bit. Which was kind of cool because you could kind of see backstage a little bit. Yeah. But I didn't know how loud the pop was until I asked my buddy Ray. Because Ray was on the first level. And 
I guess the way the sound traveled up at AT&T Stadium, I couldn't tell if he got a good pop or not. Like, I thought it was a good pop, but I couldn't tell. I asked Ray after the show. I go, Ray, I said, how was the pop down on the floor for Cody? He goes, dude, the crowd went bonkers for him. I was like, okay, cool. That kind of reaffirmed that he got a great reaction. Watching it on Peacock, I thought Cody got a great pop. And... But the pop when he actually showed up because he came up from the bottom of the stage, right? Yep. Like a, it looked like at least they made it look that way on Peacock that he kind of was lifted up almost like Rey Mysterio, but not like ejected. He was just kind of risen slowly. Right. That's when the pop escalated. It seemed it got way louder when they actually saw him. Like you had the initial, you hear his voice, you hear his music, crowd pops. But when he came up from the stage, it amplified. That's what I got off of Pacock. I don't know what everybody else thought watching it or, you know, if they were there live or on on the network, but it seemed like when he actually showed up, that's when the pop was the loudest. And it was incredible, dude. Like I got goosebumps or mark bumps, as they say, <laughs> watching it on Pacock. It was incredible. What a return for that guy. We did go to the Superstore, but I did talk to Steve and Bill. I mainly talked to them about other toy lines. I talked about uh, the Simpsons Playmate figures with Bill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I was talking about He-Man and Joe's with Steve. And we talked about the Superstars line. And then we'll get into some other things. Like, for example, the Raw stage. I asked Bill, I said, is this the next crowdsource? And he goes, you're not the first person to ask that. And I go, okay. Of course not. <laughs> what's the answer? And he just kind of ho-hummed around it. But hmm. Steve did say on the like, a YouTube video that popped up with RSC, he did say, if this is something that you guys want, let us know. Yeah, yeah, but we heard that with that stage we saw in NOLA back in 2018, right? It was a whole, if you want us to make it, let us hear it. And I thought a lot of people did, but I guess Mattel didn't hear enough. So I, I'm not sold that it's the next one, dude. I mean, when we were making predictions, that was my prediction was that it was going to be a raw stage of some sort or a raw set. So right. when I saw it, I'm like, holy crap, totally called that. And unfortunately, I don't think that it's going to get made. I think the costs are too much. Same with that stage we saw back in NOLA in 2018. That stage was awesome, dude. And I wish they could make it happen, but it was that last minute push that got the crowdsource done for the most recent one. I don't know, because that that would have a higher price tag, you have to imagine. Uh Uh-huh. Especially if they did three elites with it. Attitude Era, obviously. Plus the huge stage. Plus all the pieces around it you got to think that thing would be pushing like 400 bucks, right? Easily. Yeah, I don't know that they would get that. Even with the sweeteners that they throw on top, I think that that $2.99 price tag is their sweet spot. I think you got to scale it down a little bit. I do want to say this was hella cool, dude. So I went up to Bushwhacker Luke, and he was signing the card case, and my paint pen blobbed out at least. Oh, dude. So, so Luke looked at me, and he goes, hey, he goes, if you want, bring this back. I'll use some hand sanitizer and it'll wipe it off and I'll re-sign it. And I was like, no, it's okay, man. I appreciate it. It still looks good. I said, I appreciate it. It's okay, man. And he goes, are you sure? He goes, just bring it back. So I went up to Colt. I was talking to Colt Cabana and he goes, who's that card case? I was all, it's a Bushwhacker Luke. And he goes, what happened there? And I was all, my paint pen leaked out. And he goes, do you want me to go take it over to him and get it signed for you again? Oh, dude. I said, I appreciate it, but you don't have to. He goes, dude, he's my friend. I can walk over and just get it re-signed for you. 
I was like, dude, I appreciate it. Cole Telecool. I was all, I appreciate it, but it's okay, man. I just didn't want to bother anybody. Right next to Colt was a table filled with figures that were old school. Like they had the black card Andre's Giant LJN. Oh, MOC? The card was not that mint. Whoa. They had the Shawn Michaels AWA Remco. What? On the card? Not on the card, but with glasses. And the shirt? And the shirt. I asked. Oh, my if, goodness. I asked if they had Summers or Rose. They said no. <clears throat> they have uh, Marty? No. Oh, dude. They had quite a few figures. Unfortunately, the prices were a little bit too steep for me. Okay. And did you buy anything off Colt? Uh, of course. I got a keychain Um, because my other keychain just broke like two weeks ago. So I went up to Colt. I was all, dude, please tell me you have a keychain. He goes, yeah, I got a keychain. Yeah, I got a keychain off of Colt. Nice. And so you didn't end up getting the Bushwhackers signature again? No, I didn't. It, there's a blob, but uh, it, it's a, it's okay, dude. It's all right, man. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It'll okay. still it'll still look good. The bushwhacker will in there. Okay. Yep. So yeah, dude, WrestleCon was a lot of fun. I I know I crapped on the upcharges. That was not WrestleCon's fault. That just basically goes down to the promoters. Yes, but at the end of the day, WrestleCon is kind of the umbrella that all these guys are signing under. So I think it's up to WrestleCon to have that upfront pricing. Okay, I see what you're saying, but it's the promoters, it's the organizations that bring these guys in. Yeah, let's get that upfront pricing next year. But I got to ask, obviously night one, headlined by our dude, Kevin Owens, and (laughs) Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin, who supposedly, up until Saturday night, had his last match at WrestleMania 19 back in 03 against The Rock. We were there for that. I've always kind of hung my hat that, yeah, I got to see Stone Cold's last match. That's not true anymore. He had a sanctioned match, no holds barred, with KO. So what was the pop for Stone Cold like? Uh, it was excellent, dude. Okay. No, Stone Cold got a great reaction, dude. A lot of people were happy to see Stone Cold, you know, come out. And, you know, I was there for what I thought was his last match. And I'm there for his official last match, I guess. No, I'm happy you were there for the Cody return. I know that was a big deal to you, and I'm happy you got to see Stone Cold's new last match, but that's not something I want to overlook because you guys all know, the ones that have listened to this show for a long time, we we sing Kevin Owens' praises all the time. He's not just great in the ring. He's a great person outside of it. He's an amazing human being. And it's a huge deal that now Stone Cold's last in-ring active match no longer The Rock, right? You say your last match was against The Rock. That's a huge deal. The Rock is a global superstar. Now, Stone Cold tells people, my last match was with Kevin Owens. That's a huge rub. And I've got to wonder, did they have this planned out when he signed his new deal? They're like, okay, you make this deal with us. And apparently, according to KO, he made his new deal with the WWE with Vince. And I know we're not a wrestling podcast. That's not what we do. But this is, you know, it's WrestleMania season, whatever. Vince made KO's new deal face-to-face with him. I'm wondering if Vince was like, we've got something in the hopper for Stone Cold for Mania. You sign on the dotted line, that spot's yours against him. Man, to be a fly on the wall during that negotiation, to know if that's what... Was that the sweetener? Right? Like, Mattel gave us that macho man commentator 
as sweetener to get into the crowd fund <laughs> was the Stone Cold match at Mania the sweetener to get KO to sign on the dotted line. I hope it was because anybody that listens to his, his past interviews, Stone Cold was a hero to him. Like Kevin Owens loves Stone Cold. The fact that he got to have Stone Cold's last match, taking it away from The Rock of all people, who's another one of KO's heroes. I'm just, I'm so happy for him. Like we're big fans of when good things happen to good people. This was a good thing happening to a good person. And I couldn't be happier for him. Like, go KO. I love that guy. And the fact that he had a now Stone Cold's last match. I Dude, I so love that for him. Just so happy for KO. What a mania. Becky and, and Bianca tore it up. Was super happy when Bianca won. I was a huge fan of night one WrestleMania. Absolutely loved it. Sunday was great too. We got the jackass guys. Give me a Knoxville Elite, please. <laughs> and you know what put him in a set with three other people and do a build a wee man <laughs> or a build a mouse trap preferably wee man because you can put the mouse trap with johnny knoxville i need that in my life please yeah we need a party boy with removable pants dude okay so now see we're halfway to the set of four for a build a wee man figure give us dark shark and give us jeff tremaine you've got the four that can now make oh and you know what yeah that's the four. Build a wee man, but we've got to have the mouse trap, the foot that kicked you in the balls, <laughs> a table covered with mouse traps, and I guess an air horn, and the switch that set off the pyro in the corner. Those would be the accessories that come with the guys. Oh, you're such a mark. <laughs> I have. I, I am. I have fantasy booked a four piece set for a build a wee man figure. Mattel, if you're listening, I will crowdsource this. Oh, you are such a mark. It's hilarious. (laughs) What a WrestleMania, dude. What I came away with it. Just this is why I'm a fan of wrestling. I loved it. I will say I had that feeling after night one. Night two was good. I enjoyed the jackass. It was good, yeah. And and I enjoyed the jackass stuff because it was jackass. I love Knoxville, Wee Man. I love everything about Jackass. You guys know that. We've professed our love on this show numerous times about that movie. It was good night, but nothing just top night one. And it was funny, too, because I was so disappointed in night one. And then next thing I know, I'm like cheering and applauding for Happy Corbin and Drew McIntyre because that was a great match. It was. And how good was Logan Paul with The Miz, dude? God damn it, dude. I wanted to hate that guy. I did, too. Dude, that dude has nuclear heat, man. And he is so good. Throwing down the three amigos and then hitting the frog splash. Are you kidding me? With as clean as he did it too? Oh, fans were pissed, dude. Yeah, it's like we wanted to hate him, but he was too good. Just too good to hate. If he wanted to come in and have a full-time role, he could skip developmental. There's no reason to go to NXT. He is that dude. Like, he's just got it. He can do wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) He can come in and do wrestling. Way better than Stephen Amell. I said what I said. Oh, damn. Way better than Stephen Amell, dude. He's a natural. He is a natural. He's got it. Throwing that down, huh? Oh, yeah. I said what I said. And look, Pat McAfee, we saw what he could do in the war games a couple years ago. And he just went full on again at the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania. Tore it up against Austin Theory. I can't wait till Pat McAfee's next match, to be honest with you. And I want a Pat McAfee figure. Thank you. Well, look, we got a Gronk figure. Why can't we have a McAfee or a Johnny Knoxville or a Logan Paul? 
Oh, I would good take po- all three. Oh, good point. Good point. Thank you. All right. You guys know where to find all our shirts, all, all of our podcasts, everything like that. So uh, I think we professed our love for this past weekend and everything. Good times and stuff. By the way, I do want to thank Steve and Ray. Both were awesome. You know, just had a great time. I felt bad for Steve. He had some bad luck in Dallas. Uh, first night, he was driving back to his brother's house where he was staying. And this big old, you know, huge truck pulls up behind him, flashing his lights, honking its horn, pulls out uh, beside him. And he goes, F you, you liberal blank. And <laughs> Steve's like, what the hell? Like, where did this just come from? So he gets to his brother's house. He goes into the back to grab everything out of the back of his uh, rental. He has California plates, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, guilt by association. Then Saturday, somebody stole the catalytic converter off of the rental. <laughs> it's like you're right back at San Leandro. Dude, no joke, dude. It was funny, too, because Steve starts up the vehicle because we were going to go to the superstore before we went to Mania. And it's all like it had that loud noise. I was like, oh, my God, somebody stole the catalytic converter. <laughs> The funny part is, is Ray and Steve are sitting in the front seat. They both turn around and look at me like, how the hell do you know that? I was like, dude, I'm from Oakland, dude. I know this shit. (laughs) I know that sound. I know that sound all too well. It happens in our business park all the time, dude. Oh my gosh. Then Steve was going back to his brother's house after dropping me off at Mania and all the entrances to the highway are all blocked off. And so now it's rerouted. When I say it, the GPS is rerouting Steve through the sketch part of Dallas. So he's he sees where he can get onto an entranceway, and he's stopped at a red light. All of a sudden, these two cars pull up next to him, and this one car pulls up right behind him. And Steve goes, I'm from Chicago. I know how this game goes. And he floored it through the red light. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So he goes, yeah, I, th- I know how that game works. I was about to get jumped or robbed or something. Oh, dude. Yeah, he goes, oh, yeah, I had to jump out. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. But, he, you know, he was positive all the way through the whole trip. He was awesome. Um, Just like his podcast name states, positively. Ray was awesome. It was great meeting up with him. I hadn't seen him in two and a half years, dude. So it was great just hanging out with him. And he, he told me to say what's up to you, and he needs to get drunk with you. <laughs> I look forward to it. At worst, it's going to happen next year in LA. Yeah, it was it was great seeing him, dude. As I said, I hadn't seen him in two and a half years, and I missed that guy. So, That's anyway, awesome. anyways, do you want to just go over the news? Let's just get into it. I mean, there's a ton of it. It's going to spill right into access. So let's just talk about it. All right. So we'll just go over Powertown news. The Powertown line of wrestling action figures will be made. That's great to hear. That's the promise from Steve Rosenthal, the co-founder in the action figure line slated to be released later this year, and the brainchild behind 1980s Remco AWA wrestling figures. He's heard the doubts that have arisen related to the line, but he assured WrestlingFigureNews.com that the line is absolutely, positively is going to happen. Under no circumstances will the product line not come to fruition and not be available, Rosenthal said. Rosenthal stressed that his company... Relativity Worldwide has put down deposits on shipping containers, shored up its manufacturing and supply chain partnerships. We are so far into this 
and so far committed, he said, I put a substantial amount of money into this to make it happen, and so have my partners. The Kickstarter for Powertown, which is expected to launch in early summer, is meant to drive awareness and Rosenthal expected to hit goal right up front, maybe in the first day or two. The first wave of Powertown figures, we've already gone through these names, Kerry Von Erich, Magnum TA, Ted DiBiase, Stan Hansen, Vern Gagne, and Luthez, are expected to be in collector's hands by late November, just in time for Christmas. However, a lot depends on factories in China remaining open amid another COVID-19 variant, Rosenthal said. Nevertheless, his company has done everything to assure the launch will go forward as planned. Rosenthal recently spoke with Wrestling Figure News about the upcoming Powertown line. Here are some of the highlights. <sighs> Figures will be in 7-inch scale and will be <laughs> ultimate. I heard that deep breath. You stop it. Dude, it's a, it's a new company. I understand. Yes. We've pigeonholed ourselves, guys. Come on. We've pigeonholed ourselves. This is ridiculous. Look at the superstars line. We love them. We want all of them. Sorry. Frustrated. <laughs> but that's not who they're trying to I know. mimic. I know. I right? know. There all are... of the major ones are in that Mattel scale now. That's just the way the games play, dude. I know. That's the way we that's the way we pigeonholed ourselves and we have to be in the six inch dilemma and the six inch scale or seven inch <laughs> scale. I understand, but they're a new company though. That's the thing, is they're a new company and they've you know, they can't deviate. Exactly. That's exactly it. The reason McFarlane went with a larger scale with his DC collectibles was because it, he's Todd McFarlane. He can do that. When also, he's the only DC game in town, so he can jump out of it. These guys are getting into the wrestling game. AEW is the six to seven inch scale. Mattel, six to seven inch scale. Storm, even, right? Boss fight's a little bit smaller, but the main scale is that six to seven inch. Like That's your magic number. That's where you want to be if you're making wrestling figures. If you're successful... You can deviate a little bit and go like the way of the retros or the way of the superstars slash Remcos. You can do that. But if you want to jump in, you got to be in that scale. Well, the only reason McFarlane went with that seven to seven and a half inch scale was because he's Todd McFarlane. He's already proven himself. Well, but he's the bar for DC. Like well, I... he is the guy for DC. He can make whatever he, he could have gone 12 inch scale if he wanted to. Well, true, but at the same time, he heard the critics from the Marvel fans. Oh, why aren't the DC in Marvel scale? You know, they were pissed, dude. They were I didn't know lit. Cobra Commander collected figures. <laughs> I do. And so <laughs> he he actually took a lot of heat because he went with a larger scale, and a lot of the Marvel fans were pissed at him. Well, he's making DC figures. Why not be a little bit different? I, I get know. that. But these guys are jumping into the wrestling figure game that's currently dominated by Jazzwares and Mattel. So Correct. they want to be in that scale to be competitive. Plus, from a fan standpoint, I always come at this from a little kid perspective, right? Like, I'm a little kid collecting wrestling figures. I want them all the same size. When I was a kid, I couldn't have my Galoobs wrestle my LJNs, right? Or my LJNs wrestle my Hasbros. But it was cool when I had Galoobs that were close to the Hasbro size, that were close to the Just Toys Bendem size. That was awesome because now we're talking all one scale. You start to be able to develop those dream matches. So I come at it from a little kid perspective that cool, these Legends guys that are coming in that my dad's told me about, I can have those guys wrestle my current day guys. So suddenly I can have Magnum TA versus Roman Reigns. And if I'm opening up my Super 7, I can throw Okada in there too. Why not? 
Wait, why why would you have anybody from WCW Galoobs wrestle anybody from WWF Hasbro's? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, why would I want Hogan versus Sting? Yeah, I, I don't understand that, dude. You're crazy. What? You're out of your mind. Get out of here. Leave. <laughs> you're you're I, sleepy from Dallas. Get out. I, I am very sleepy. And then I got to go to <laughs> Chicago. Uh. <laughs> All right, back to this. Powertown action figures will be seven inch scale to fit in with Mattel WWE and Jazzwear AEW lines of figures. And the figures will be ultimate. Oh, there you go. Well, look, fitting in. We are going to have six different bodies in the initial iteration of the first six guys, Rosenthal said. Rosenthal expects there to be between 25 and 31 points of articulation per figure. Oh, wow. They are ultimates. Each figure will be scaled to their particular height, so a 6'3 Luthez will be taller than a 5'11 Grey Ganya, and so on. Good start. Uh, the figures will also include extra hands and accessories, and as Scott says, potentially extra heads. <laughs> like you say, foe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now I see where you're going with that. Thank you. You were confusing me. I thought you were having a stroke or something. No, no. You, you, okay, uh, good. you heavy enunciate the uh, potential po. And the photographers. Uh, we're not going to put our product out of reach of the everyday collector, he said. We want everybody to have a shot at buying our product. Following the Kickstarter, the Powertown line will be offered direct to consumer with Series 2 through 4 already in design development, Rosenthal added. As for who could be in Series 2, Rosenthal declined to share the, the featured talent, but said it could be focused on tag teams. I love that. Figures will be sold as a set of six in two packs and individually, but will be limited edition. Bobby the Brain Heen and Diamond Dallas Page under exclusive contracts. Rosenthal name dropped several wrestling superstars of the past. He said are under exclusive contracts with Powertown, including Bobby the Brain Heenan, Diamond Dallas Page, the Koloffs. Oh, the, okay, okay. The Vachons, the Von Erichs, the Poffos, Hillbilly Jim, Tito Santana, Tony Atlas, Bruiser Brody, Medusa, Rock and Robin, Judy Martin, and Harley Race. Okay, so we're talking now. We are talking. Who was recently signed. Also on the rosters are announcers and valets and Japanese stars. We've got a lot of talent who came through the AWA back in the 80s. He said, we have over 175 wrestlers signed to agreements right now. And there's no sign that's going to stop. The number of wrestlers signed could grow to upward of 300, Rosenthal added. Nobody is actively pursuing the last 60 years. The history, the real history of wrestling, he said. Rosenthal continued that all of the talent that we have signed are under exclusive deal with us. That extends beyond action figures to other merchandise such as content media and graphic novels. The reason that we are doing exclusive contracts is not to tie these guys up from making money, Rosenthal explained. We have them under an exclusive contracts because there's so many things that we are going to do in the wrestling arena other than just action figures. That's the tip of the iceberg. Asked to clarify if Powertown's agreements prelude the 175 wrestlers from appearing in toy lines by Mattel, Jazzwares, or other toy makers, Roisenthal said, when it comes to exclusivity, we own their rights pretty much in perpetuity until such time that we stop marketing or making their product. Now, that doesn't mean that they may have signed something, a non-exclusive contract right before Powertown deals, which may have already been in production 
And if it comes out, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, I just want to be totally honest because I do not want to take a dollar away from their families. If it comes out, we probably would let it go and then shut it down. All figures will be for a first of some sort. According to Rosenthal, Powertown will focus on never-been-done iterations of characters such as the Hanson and DiBiase as a tag team or Magnum TA with his leather jacket. Meanwhile, Fez and Ganya are first-time-ever figures. What we introduce into the marketplace will never have been done before, he said. As for signing the Poffo family, Rosenthal said, the company will do Randy Savage as Randy Poffo along with Lanny and Angelo Poffo. Magnum TA is an equity owner in the company. Rosenthal said Magnum TA is an equity owner of Powertown. Part of the plan is to do a program called Wrestlers Helping Wrestlers to help wrestlers in need who didn't have pensions or 401ks or insurance. We are going to do whatever we can to help these guys out, Rosenthal said. So anyways, that is the end of that article from Wrestling Figure News. I'm excited for this, dude. This is a no-brainer for me to support. Correct. Yeah, this is dipping into history, and of course, my wheelhouse is more mid-80s is where it starts. So names like Fez, to me, that's not a super important one. That's just me personally. But I'm looking at like those early AWA guys, guys like Bockwinkle. Bockwinkle could really use a figure. He hasn't had one since, what, AWA Remco? Yep. So that to me is a big deal. I want to see another Zabisco at some point because now you're talking like AW Rose and Summers. We could get them in the Power Town line. Yeah. Like I'm starting to think AWA names. Most importantly, you mentioned the Koloffs. Nikita, Ivan. Dude, Road Warriors versus Russians matches. We've got the dog collar or the dog uh dog collar and chain from Boss Fight. Now you're talking like Road Warrior and Russian chain matches that you can set up for figure photography. I am excited for this line. It's a no-brainer for me to back. This is an easy sell to me. Even though there are names I'm like, eh, it's not a huge deal to have in my collection, but these guys are going to be super easy for me to support. I'm excited for Luthez. That's a history figure that we've never gotten before. I agree with you 100%. 100% agree. I need to see the price point because again, there is so much going on that like I can't spend all of my money to get all the Supremes. I can't spend all my money to get the ultimate editions. I can't spend all my money to get power town. You know, there's so much going on in the wrestling figure game. Sure. But I will say this, there will be a huge chunk of money devoted to these guys. Cause I'm all in on this line. Absolutely. You know what? They had me when they said Bobby, the brain Heenan. Oh, good call. I'm wondering which look they go for. Probably AWA days. I'm going to guess AWA, and I'm thinking NWA Harley Race. They can't touch the king, right? Nope. But they could certainly do early NWA Harley Race. Yep, 100%. I'm excited for this one. It's, like I said, a no-brainer to support. All right, let's move along. Zombie Sailor showed off the Slick Retro. I wish I had that because I saw Slick with Akeem at WrestleCon. Oh, I didn't have any. Oh, I didn't have anything for slick, dude. You could have had the case. I know, I know, I know. Anyways, next year, next yes, year, next year. Uh, Funko Entertainment Earth Funko Macho King. Did you see that? I did. Looks beautiful. Yeah, you need to get that. Nope, nope, <laughs> not doing. Do we just talked about Power Town? 
<laughs> I'm going to jump into Funkos. No, thank you. <laughs> it is now time for WWE Elite. Now let's go over a little bit of news. Chief J Strongbow has been discontinued. All right, we've got another Harley on our hands. Okay, they discontinued Chief J Strongbow. Why? Uh, who knows, dude? I mean, there's many, many of reasons. I don't want to speculate. They canceled Chief J Strongbow. It's the figure is discontinued. Ugh. So no, they- let me guess. Only a few hit the pegs, and he's currently going for seven hundred dollars. Probably. Oh, you want okay. me to check eBay right now? <laughs> For craps and giggles, yeah. Let's see how much Chief J Strongbow is going for on eBay. This is ridiculous. Okay. Uh, they've got his jacks up there. I see the FTC. Um, I'm not seeing any elites. Interesting. Uh, let me try. Here, let me try this. Chief J Strongbow Elite. Let's try that. Shopping. Uh, jacks Classic. Yeah, it's the same thing, dude. FTC. Yeah, there's no elites up here. I'm actually kind of surprised because I thought people would be cashing that in right now. Interesting. I did see Sean Ng and his KWK collectible store. He had one for sale. I don't know for how much, but it was on his store. So if you're desperate and on the hunt for one, you could definitely check that out. Uh, Otherwise, I guess secondhand market for everybody, huh? Yeah, actually, now that I'm looking. Okay, last sold. Before the news came out that he was discontinued, last sold March 21st for 80 bucks. Now let's rewind a little bit. Another one that was sold on March 4th was 73 bids for $600. And there you go, lovely. Now, okay, now, but I've got to be honest. This was before the news dropped this past week that Chief J had been discontinued. <sighs> wow. Okay. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Just another unicorn that won't be in my collection. Oh, by the way, Charlie Haas also was announced for the Elite Style line from Chella Toys. Oh, Charlie Haas. Okay, nice. Yeah, I just saw that on Wrestling Figure News. It's still up on my computer right here. Okay, excellent. And the the Zombie Sailor Toys uh, Slick, that is in Retro Style, correct? Retro Style Figures. Got it. Okay. All right, let's go back to Mattel. Summer Sam Elites. Rey Mysterio from 2005. HBK and his semen tights from 2005. <laughs> what? What did I say? I mean, you could also say raindrops, but there's also your take on them. <laughs> they were definitely drops. <laughs> Sherry from SummerSlam 92. I did not see the ass cut out. I, don't th- I think the ass is covered up because when I was at that uh, access looking at the figures, I did not see the ass cut out. Yeah, you've got to figure Mattel has to cover that up. Orton with big gold belt from 2004 SummerSlam when he won the belt. That will be part of the SummerSlam Elites. And with all these figures, you get to build a Dominic Mysterio as a child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think about that figure? Look, I like it. It's ridiculous, but it's great. The reason I like it This is something that's never been done before. When have you ever taken a current WWE superstar and created them as a child? That's why I like it. And on top of that, it was a big storyline back in 2005. You know, Eddie was going after the custody of Dominic. You know, I mean, it's just that's typical wrestling. But at the same time, there were a lot of people that were invested in that storyline. Sure. Yeah, it was a big match. So I like 
the deep dive into that. I dig it. All I'm saying is if you can make Dominic Mysterio as a child, you can make Wee Man. <laughs> is that what you're going with it? Yes. No, it's cool. It's it like you said, it's something different. They have him on their roster now. They're making him as a child. That's cool. I dig it. It's funny that he's a build a figure. He's got a shirt on, like a cloth shirt. That's awesome. But if you're going to make that, give us Wee Man too, please. All right, let's move over to the Ultimate Editions. We got Roman Reigns. Roman was he I, one thing I loved is they had him posed and you will, I'll probably post this, but they had him posed like he was doing the hoo-ha thing. Yes, that was awesome. Hoo-ha. You know that that thing? Yeah, that's yes. cool. The hoo-ha. Uh, yes. The hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so I I dig how they had him pose like that, and I'm glad that you can do that with the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, very cool. It comes with a lay. He's got the red, um, the glove, I guess, the power glove. Yeah, he's got the, the red power glove on. Yeah, he's got the red power glove on, dude. Yeah, you open up the little flap on it. It's got all the Nintendo controls there. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, editor's note: it was not a power glove. <laughs> I, I have to say that because there's going to be somebody that's going to be like, no, it didn't have a power glove. Well, of yeah. course not. It didn't have a cord dangling out of it. <laughs> That'd be cool if it did. Yeah, uh, Goldberg, they showed the ultimate edition of Goldberg. He'll come with the U.S. title. Uh, you know, all the screamy faces. Macho Man, NWO with Madness shirt, bandana, and shark tooth glasses. I dug that one, but I I don't know. There's something about that macho that I, I'm a, okay. Am I going to buy it? Yeah. But I wasn't too excited for this macho specifically. Dude, I thought it was awesome. I popped when I saw it. Like, again, not a big WCW guy when the NWO was going on. But looking back, I'm like, okay, that was pretty awesome that they could compete. Now they're making figures of them. And I'm like, man, I got to get these things. That macho man just, dude, I popped when I saw it. The glasses with the shark teeth on it. The madness shirt. The madness bandana. The different heads, the one with him, like, with his tongue out. Oh, man. That, like you said, you're buying it just because I'm buying it because I popped huge when I saw it. But can we we rewind real quick to that Goldberg figure? Sure. Did you notice that one of the heads is him blowing out smoke? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> yes. I have to go back and look at the pictures. <laughs> it's vomiting Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> I get where they were going with that. And you know what? A figure photographer is really going to make that pop. But when it's just the head by itself, it's it's vomiting Goldberg. Or you can paint it pink and it's Goldberg eating cotton candy. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some elites. Ruthless Aggression Line. It will be RVD with IC title. Booker T. NWO tights. No trunks. God damn it. I... We're 325 into this. You're still learning. Three hours and 25 minutes into the show? <laughs> Okay, so RVD and Booker T, those are part of the Ruthless Aggression line? Correct, and so is Rey Mysterio. There's also a Rey with all white in that Ruthless Aggression series. Okay, so in my notes, I have down RVD looks like the Jack's Ruthless Aggression series 21. Yes. Because he's got the RVD across the front. The Rey in white looks like his Ruthless Aggression series 1. Correct, yeah. So I think we have some love letters to Jack's going on here. Oh, yeah, dude. You didn't catch that when uh, they did the Brock Lesnar in Series 1? Kind of, sort of, a little bit, but way more so with the RVD and Rey Mysterio. It jumped out to me right away. Cameron Grimes, 
I don't know what series he's going to be part of. I got to look into that. But Cameron Grimes comes with million dollar title and dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dollar dollar bills. Hell yeah. I love that figure, dude. Honestly, that was one of the best figures I saw. Cameron Grimes was legitimately the closest likeness to any wrestler. It's like they took Cameron Grimes and shrunk him down to a six inch scale figure. I agree. They got the facial expression dead on. The outfit, the hat, the dollar bills, the million dollar title. That figure is awesome. Bret Hart, they showed with the IC title. Dude had six head on it. (laughs) And pink glasses. (laughs) To hide the seven head. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be rude. I'm sorry. I can't can't get past his eight head, dude. (laughs) Big E with WWE Championship. British Bulldog with Bulldog Cape. This is similar to his Elite 39. Yes, very much so. This has a cloth cape on it and i'm loving it any bulldog figure i'm all gung-ho for very much so that's probably going to be a purchase for me i bought that one uh basic of his that was the SummerSlam look but i like that elite way better that one's going to be coming home shotzi blackheart with horned helmet but no tank you put unhappy face yes that was my note no tank come on mattel (laughs) msk uh they looked good dude i saw someone tweet out that they wish that the, whatchamacallits, the outfits that they came in were soft goods. I think that their jackets needed the Polly Pocket style. So I agree with you. Yes. I, I'm actually okay with these figures. I really, really like them. We're normally big time proponents of soft goods, but sometimes it does call for that molded or the Polly Pocket, as we call it, type clothing. It definitely fits MSK way better. But my big question is, are they actually going to be coming out with them? Or are we only going to get one half of the tag team because the other half just got released? Oh, he did get released? Nash Carter. Yeah, he's gone, dude. Yeah, outright released. There's no word of what they're going to do with the tag team titles from NXT yet, but they just straight up released him. Something like that, the way he was released, I have a hard time seeing that figure coming out. Eddie Guerrero and Teal and Black Tights with SmackDown tag title. I can see a lot of people going after that one because that's going to hit a lot of people's eras. Oh, sure. And there's going to be a variant. Obviously, one's in teal, one's in black. So, yeah, for sure. Bobby Lashley in black tights with WWE title. John Cena with his hat. That I And think dad that, hair. Yes. Very. Uh, well, they said it was uh, Peacemaker hair. <laughs> yes, John Cena with Peacemaker hair, but I had to cover it. Becky Lynch prototype was also shown. I think that's going to be part of the Survivor Series line. Rey Mysterio and black and red gear with translucent robe. I believe that is part of the Legend series along with APA with the tag titles and Molly Holly. Oh, okay. Got it. So those are going to be Legends lines. So I don't know exactly what pay-per-view or what show that Rey Mysterio gear is from. It's like the black and red. He's got the question mark on his mask. And I I put translucent red. It's more like a, a blue. I don't know if translucent is the right word. I'm just not coming up with it off the top of my head. But it's like shiny, blue, kind of blue. But then you put it in a different light. It's kind of green. It's kind of white. It kind of it changes color. It's cool looking robe. Um, APA is their ministry look. Yep. With the tag belts. I believe the Hardys beat them for those titles. Yep. Yep. And then Molly Holly and Molly or Mighty Molly. So there'll be a variant. That's pretty cool. I was not a dude. I don't know who had Molly Holly on their 2022 figure checklist. But well done if you did. Is is Adam, your co-host Adam, going to pick this up? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he might get himself a Mighty Molly figure. <laughs> I believe Christopher Dean said he was in on one of those too. 
Uh, they also showed off the current legends that just went up on Target.com. Stacy Keebler, Lex Luger, and the red and black NWO. But the variant, I think, is him in orange, if I'm not mistaken. That one's cool. And we've been, we actually just called for that one not too long ago before that was announced. Well, we were hoping for neon green, but... Yeah, we can't be picky, though. Neon orange is fine. Like hell, we can't be picky. <laughs> okay, we could be picky. They also showed the showdown figures, Lashley, Miz, AJ, Omos, Hogan, Andre. Don't gloss over those. Those are cool. Uh, okay, they're basics, but they come with a stand that you can put them on. That's the title they were feuding over, i.e. Lashley and The Miz is the WWE title. AJ and Omos is the Raw Tag title. And Hogan and Andre is the, the WWF Heavyweight title. And it comes with little figure... They're not figure stands. It's more like to prop up your figure with. Yes. So the, the title belts are bases. These things are supports. Figure supports. So you can put them in different poses. I think they're cool. You're a figure support. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. You're an athletic supporter. <laughs> okay, let's let's move over to retros. The Hart Foundation, Pink Tights, Black Tank, Jimmy Hart with Megaphone, Nikolai Volkov with Hat, Tugboat, and they also showed off a Lex Luger in the All-American look. Not a fan of that one. What's wrong with it? I'm not a big fan of the sculpt on it. I, I'm seeing a head swap here with his Legends figure. Okay. I, I wasn't crazy about the head sculpt on it. I was almost hoping it was an April Fool's Day joke like the Steiner Brothers that Steve put next to the Raw stage. That was rude, by the way. Steiner's going to the Hall of Fame. We think there's going to be an announcement about the Steiners, and it ends up being an April Fool's Day joke. Yeah, you can stop that. <laughs> I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Somebody posted on Facebook, and I'm like, oh my goodness, here we go. And then it, I'm like, crap, it's April Fool's Day. SOB. Superstars, my favorite line, Mankind with mask and shirt, Ted DiBiase in green suit, his Hasbro Series 2 look, Undertaker, black and gray, early 90s look with hat, jacket, and tie. That was actually one of my favorite Superstars figures they showed off. Yeah, same dude. And let's also point out, everything is soft goods on these. Much like the Remco's. God, they're getting it right, aren't they? Everything's soft goods. Poly Pocket doesn't make sense with these ones. Everything is soft goods. Mattel is just home run after home run in the set. And Papa Shango. We've discussed that one before. I'm excited for all these. I will be purchasing all these because I am a mark for all these. Totally. And they also showed off the crowdfund set. The ring, diesel, doink, macho man, the ring skirts. Amazing. Just so happy I spent the money on that. If I had not purchased that, that might be my biggest regret in wrestling collecting. Well, they also announced on that video I had mentioned on YouTube from Ringside Collectibles, Steve said that they're going to put a backdrop in. It's a diorama of a crowd. So it's going to be like these guys are in front of a crowd. I love it. That is something that they are throwing into it. A little sweetener for the figure photographers. Absolutely. And then we talked about the giant raw stage. As I said, if you guys want something like that, blast action figure attack on IG. Throw him message after message saying you want this. So, And that's actually for anything, man, because uh, they're listening. The other thing that they showed was a backstage kind of locker room setup. And Steve even said, if you want this, hit us up. We want to know what you guys want as far as stages and stuff. So 
And they've used that one at the past few accesses to kind of display figures. Yeah, I still remember one where Monsoon was talking to Heenan in that backstage locker room. I love that picture so much. So that was everything from Access. It was a great time. Um, I do want to go back, Scott, to WrestleCon. I got to tell you my story with William Regal. I go up to William Regal, and I have the Blue Bloods 2-pack, and I set it down. Now, mind you, when Regal got there, wrestler after wrestler after wrestler was just coming up to Regal. Marks. (laughs) It was like almost... He got there and they were like, oh, Regal's here. I've got to go say hi to him. So I got up to him and Rob Van Dam interrupted us. And it was okay. You know, I understand. You know, Regal's... (laughs) You're like, excuse me, Rob. (laughs) Listen, Mr. RVD, get out of here. It's my moment, sir. It's my meet and greet. (laughs) You're Mr. Monday night. I'm Mr. Thursday night. I'm here to see Mr. Regal. I'm here. I'm I'm Mr. Saturday for about five minutes because I paid my money. Yeah. Rob Van Dam. I didn't see you slip on a 30. <laughs> so Rob Van Dam comes up and talks to Regal. And Regal even apologized after all these wrestlers came up. He goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Gentleman, dude. Unbelievable. Dude, Regal's great, dude. Regal is fantastic. So other wrestlers that came up was Sam Houston. He came up and said hi to Regal while we were up there. I forget the other guy. I think it was an older cowboy guy. I'm not sure who it was. I'm drawing a blank. But anyways, Regal sits down. And he goes, oh, I have one of these. Ooh. And he, I go, oh, yeah. I said, um, this one's special because Bobby Eaton signed right here. And he goes, oh, mine isn't signed by Bobby. And so he goes, where would you like me to sign? And I said, well, over here on the right-hand side, if you're looking at the package above Bobby. And um, he kind of looked up and he goes, oh, why did Bobby sign over here? He goes, because I'm left-handed and I got to kind of arch my arm around Bobby's outline of the bubble to sign one last rib from the great Bobby. (laughs) And so he starts to sign. He goes, do you want me to sign Lord Steven Regal? I said, yes, please. And he goes, okay, I haven't signed this in a while. So I've got to get used to signing this again. So he signs, we get up, we take the picture figures are still laying on the table. I come around the table and I go to pick up the figures Regal kisses his lips and taps Bobby's uh, figure. Oh, dude, that just got me. Oh, my goodness. And he hands it back to me. As Steve and I were walking away, he goes, dude, he kissed Bobby's figure. I was like, yeah, you know what's cool about that? I have Regal's DNA on my figure now. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Way to ruin it. You jerk. (laughs) I didn't ruin it. No. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Oh, my gosh. That is so great. It was cool that he did that, dude. He he tapped his lips twice, tapped Bobby's twice, uh, figure twice, and then handed it back to me. Oh, that is so great. And that's a set that definitely holds special meaning to us. The story about how it came into our possession. Yes. And that just it, it makes it mean so much more. So I messaged Zach Thompson, the gentleman that sent that over about five, six years ago. I took a picture and I said, do you think your brother would be proud? He said, Hell yeah, he would. That's great. I love that. And this is the reason we continue to do a wrestling figure podcast. 325 episodes later is for stories like that. I just, oh, that gets me, dude. I love that. I absolutely love that story. Thank you for telling that. Without that bit of knowledge with the Steven Regal meeting, I that's just so great. Yeah, wow. I, actually, I actually purposely didn't tell you about the Chris Hero story and the William Regal story on Sunday when I saw you. 
Oh, love it. That's so great. I wanted to save it for the show. So, all right, we're going to round out the show right there. Uh, Listeners, we'll get to you next week, we promise. We'll get to the nostalgia segment. Sorry we went a little bit long on WrestleMania. It was a good time. It was a fun time. Steve, I thank you. Ray, I thank you. You guys made that trip extra special. Scott, you are going next year? Yeah, for sure next year. It's right in our backyard. It's in LA. That's driving distance for us. We're getting a hotel. We're doing WrestleCon. We're doing Access. We're doing everything we can. I don't know if WrestleMania itself is in the cards, but I'm down for a watch party with the listeners for whoever's not going to the big show that doesn't want to drop $300, $400 on a ticket. I'm good for doing a watch party somewhere. Well, Chica's Tacos is the meetup spot. We've already talked about that numerous, numerous times. Chica's Tacos, Fig Life Meetup 2023. So apparently there's a really, really good pizza place in LA. Nope, nope. Chica's Tacos. No, that's definitely where we're going to be. I'm just saying like in the off hours, I'm hearing there's a really good place in LA that the pizza guy, Mr. Dave himself, Gave an 8.2, Jeff. Ooh, all right. Apollini's, I believe is the name of it. Apollini's? We'll hit that up. Yes, we absolutely will because the pizza guy himself said we had to. But we're calling it right now. Fig Life Meetup 3, Chica's Tacos, 2023. We'll have a date and time set as we get closer. (laughs) We're about to blow that spot up, dude. Oh, dude. Wait, you mean like bathroom style or? I mean in numerous ways. (laughs) The crowds the bathrooms, the green gas that's going to be hovering over the top of it like in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, just wait. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. But we want you guys to head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. Check all their figures out over there. They have every single line of every single figure. Check it out, Wrestling Figure Database. Check out Wrestling Toy Tracker if you're on the hunt for any carded or loose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's Just Toys, Bendoms, Retros, or Defining Moments. Head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Just going to run down the list real quick of our podcasting buddies. You guys know Breaker and Bane. You know Breaker Side Projects, TB Toycast. You know it's fake, right? Check out our buddies Doing the Favor and check out their website, doingthefavor.com. PPW Podcast, Steve and Eric do a fun retro show. But this week I was on with Steve, kind of doing a quick WrestleMania recap, talking about the catalytic converter getting stolen, (laughs) you know, taking selfies with the rental guy who helped us out with the uh rental and all that anyways great time because <laughs> had a great time that's awesome oh dude we did we did so but check out the show that i was on with steve over at the positively pro wrestling podcast check out our buddies seth sheena and marco where they reviewed wrestlemania and talked about the access reveals as well over at the chick-fil-a show check out rj over at ringside rant and a side project reffing it up with brian hebner Check out Marty and Rucker over at Boots of the Face. Rucker, I'm sorry we didn't hang out as much. I'm glad we got a picture, though. Check out their show, Boots of the Face. Check out Tim's pulling up a chair. Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes, check us out on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. This past week's show was a tribute to the great Scott Hall. So here what we got to say. Here are our tributes to him, the great, the one, the only Scott Hall. I hope we did him right. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, we're not always accurate but we're always drunk. Marty and Sarah love wrestling and every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia. Buds, Scott, roll call. Yep. Going to throw it out to the great Jason Wolf. Check out his website, Doyle. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. 
You can get in touch with the man himself, commission some artwork, check out his custom Hasbro figures. They're amazing. Run some business his way. Support this man. He deserves it. He's incredible. You will not be disappointed. Again, DoyleDraws.com for the great Jason Wolf. And Jeff, I want to throw a huge thank you out to Norm. Big Josh got his figures on Saturday. Couldn't have been happier. Was ecstatic. I got a video a little bit later of him at a restaurant with his parents. And he's got Andre front and center on the table directly in front of him. Standing there. But who's he playing with? JYD. Nice. Yep, he had all of his figures out. He was playing with them. He was ecstatic. He loved them. Couldn't wait to get home and start playing. So I want to thank Norm for those. And Jeff, aside from that, stay safe, stay healthy. Big life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening to us ramble about WrestleMania this past week. But at the same time, it was a lot of fun. So hope you guys enjoyed it. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 325, hashtag Fig Life Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.